I'm like, I am eating up data right now. This better be good. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Oddity Files, the podcast. Those of you in the Patreon that are watching this via Zoom meeting that Nick and I have every time we record, you'll notice a change (laughs) in my background. It's not really creepy. Because this bitch who said she'd never go camping, that a hotel life was camping for her, is recording this podcast in an RV. So oh, there we go. Is that camping or is that glamping? Oh, this is literal. I like I have a full refrigerator and two bathrooms <laughs> and um, two couches and some recliners with massage mode. So it's probably glamping. Yeah. But versus you know the sh- the fancy whatever hotel, this is camping for me. So this yeah. isn't a five-star hotel. It's probably better at this point because I don't trust anybody to clean as good as I do. COVID sucks. Right. Um, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> yep. Hey, I'll take it any day. Any day you put me in an RV, throw me outside, yeah. that's it. I'm done. Settled. I didn't realize how much I would love it. I had all the kids over last night. So we had originally planned to do family dinner at my house. It's a Sunday thing. It's not every Sunday, but it's as often as everybody's home. And so we had, we'll get into the other part. We had we had guests over and um, they were picking up their RV the day after we picked ours up and moved to storage because there's no way we're keeping it at our house. I draw the line. <laughs> but um, he reserved camping for Sunday through Thursday, just so we can kind of get in it, figure out what we need. Break it in. Because this bitch is what we're taking to the next Bruce Campbell event in Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah. The dogs are doing really good, and that's our goal is to take the dogs with us. So. Oh, that's awesome. Makes it feel like home, yeah, to remind them. Be like, this is your second home. This is the second. (laughs) And, you know, they did great last night. They... We have these, like, fabric folding kennels because our dogs are absolute sleep in the kennel every night. And Luna really didn't whimper any more than she does at home. So that tells me they're settled. And I read something online recently that said, if your dog sleeps on its back, you know, all spread eagle and everything, it means they're comfortable. So they both did that today. So when? Oh, perfect. There you go. I didn't know that. I learned something new every day. Here you go. Audio files giving me dog tips. Thank you. I learn something new every fucking day, every third or seventh oddity files. You yep. learn something new. I like it. But I took Luna looking for squatching this morning. Mm. You know, she's she's only the only other walk she's been on was rando nodding because I live on a road that you can't take dogs for walks on. So I just let them run all over the house and get their exercise. But her and I went squatching. Didn't see saw a, a questionable internet worker here today. But I don't think it was was the Squatch Man. Oh, maybe he's uh, maybe he's gonna he's the guy who's gonna put the suit on and then come out later and make people believe that there's Squatch in, in the area. God, I hope so. Yeah, boost sales I, I, at, at the RV park. <laughs> at the RV park. 
<laughs> Never in a million years did I ever think I would be sitting in an RV park. <laughs> ever. Yep. And here you are, podcasting from one, too. How about that? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> look at look at the good COVID does. I can set up a podcast anywhere now. Yep. <laughs> here we are. So, what's new with you, sir? You know, nothing really matters for me except the fact that I watched Lovecraft Country on HBO last <gasps> night. How is it? Oh, my God. It? it, like, even if it's not your thing, the first, like, six minutes is i was just like scream cheering at just all of the oh my gosh the geeky monster lovecraftian stuff but then it really it really shifts and i just oh i, I could have watched it. it was an hour long i could have watched it for six hours like give me the whole show i'll watch i could have oh. watched it last night it was fantastic and it's like a season right yep so how many do you know how many they're gonna be i didn't even look because like I just kind of I want to ride it out because I I love week mm. I love weekly TV. Anybody who tells me they'll take binging over weekly TV, I say you're not just wrong, you're stupid. But I don't mean it. I just tell them that's how I feel. Okay, I'm stupid. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I'm such a suck. I love weekly television because I feel like. There's a week that yeah. everyone has to watch it, and we're all in the same place together, and we can all talk about that yeah. monster that did that thing on that show. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm like holding on to it. I love it, and uh, I hope I'm hoping it's at least ten episodes. If it's more, sweet. If it's not, yeah, I'm happy. Awesome, that's so cool. So. If you can tell us anything about the first episode without giving any spoilers, what would you tell us? Oh, it's ah, uh, it's tough. If you if you are, are like a, monsters, yeah. If you're a monster fan, hundred okay. percent. This is your yeah. show. Yeah, awesome. Yes. That's all and I really want. You get to know. every yeah. <laughs> yep. No, you get all of the monsters very quickly. So, oh, that's even better. Yep. And you know, now that you're sitting here talking about the weekly drop shows, it's it's got a sense of. I don't want to say nostalgia because binging hasn't been around that fucking long at all. No. But, you know, everybody catching up the water cooler about the episode that just played last night, that that's the one only everybody's seen is kind of cool. Yeah. There's something about like, and I, and I experienced it last night where I'm like sitting there watching it and I had like turned way up and I had my projector on and then the credits hit and I was like, shit, I got to wait a whole week to watch the next one. <laughs> That's what I can't do anymore because I don't have to. Like, I'll let that build up. And when it's done, if I see anybody leaking spoilers anywhere, I I mute them until I watch it. Like, I have this one person on my Twitter that likes to tweet while they watch. Oh, And if they're watching somebody, something that I'm going to catch up on later, I mute them. Sometimes I forget to unmute them, but I'll mute them. <laughs> People don't do that. Don't do that. There are bingers out there. In person, you can ask, hey, did you see this? And if they say yes, they'll be like, oh, my God, let's talk about it. Yeah. But online, there's an etiquette. Oh, 100%. It's, there's like a week. <laughs> there's like a week thing. Like you have to you give a you give one week spoiler free. Yeah. And that they haven't seen it in a week. You have but like binging shows is hard. Like Stranger Things, you could it would be two weeks in and someone's watching one episode a night or whatever and someone's watched it all in one night and they're like, oh my God, when this thing happened, you're like, I haven't finished it yet. Like, what's the etiquette to Stop. binging? Yeah. yeah. 
I think the etiquette online should be no spoilers whatsoever, ever. I think Endgame was a great lesson for everybody to lear- learn, and I think we should continue with that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's it's all just like being a dick. <laughs> it comes down to being a decent human. Yes, or a dick. Yeah, but then there, you know, and I, a lot of people, like I haven't really talked to a lot of people who do this as well, so if, if you're listening and you're one of those people, we're basically best friends. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I I'm really into a show like I'm really excited about it but I can I have like the willpower to willpower to wait to watch it because yeah I don't like being I've had like the the candy dangled in front of me many times and I've like gotten really into a show and then four episodes in boom canceled it's done so sometimes I'll give like a week you know yeah. one two three episode build and if people are spoiling. And I was like, well, I waited three episodes yeah. to make sure the show was still going to be a thing, and you guys fucking ruined it for me. Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I like to, I do. I like to build up three or four at least. Yeah. And then sometimes I forget, and the whole season is all queued up. Like Westworld, I did that. Still not sure about that last season of, of Westworld, and that's not spoiling anything. I was just like, meh, go back to the old style. But that's not yeah. spoiling anything, is it? No, I don't. I don't think. Okay. I think that's completely fair. Westworld is like, and I will say, Westworld is very hard to spoil because you can tell someone like a season two reveal, and like they won't even know what you're talking about. So, True. or with who Love, that character is. Right. So with Lovecraft Country, it's like the same thing. Is I could try to tell, like I could tell you a spoiler right now. I'm not going to do it, but I could, mm-hmm. and you, you would be like, okay, <laughs> like it wouldn't. Sometimes. I like those because it entices me to watch quicker. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's not like a major yep. plot twist or something like that, then yeah. But yeah, I yeah. this isn't a sh- this isn't a show about how to spoil a a TV series, is it, Nick? This no. is Oddity Files, the podcast. <laughs> it is. But if I were to sell anybody without spoiling anything, because it happens within the first like. 60 seconds of the show. Okay. And it's in the trailer, but I will say it again. There is a full shot of Cthulhu, <gasps> and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's it right there. That's yeah. all I needed. Sold. Yeah. It's awesome. So, see, Cthulhu goes right along with the podcast. So, look at you, reeling it in and getting me back on track. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Guys, we are a paranormal podcast. We talk about creepy, cryptid, otherworldly, Cthulhu, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, and etiquette. Sometimes y'all need to be learned on etiquette, and sometimes I do too. But yeah, that's what we do. We talk about creepy stuff, creepy shit we find on the internet, and that's the way we do it. I am, like I said, I'm camping. I'm completely unprepared. But I have a little bit of a paranormal in the news sweet that i didn't research i just saw the video i posted it in the oddity files fan group on facebook and it's a lady sitting in a car pointing her camera at she said it's the sea it kind of looks like a lake i'm not sure what's going on there yeah but she goes i'm turning on my camera to see if i can get it you guys aren't gonna believe what I just saw. And she goes, and then it pops up. She goes, you see it? You see it? 
And then, so the head pops out of the water and then it goes back under. And then all of a sudden, you see a little flipper come out of the water and go back down. She goes, it's a fucking mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't look like CG. The camera's too shaky, I think, and everything moves with it. I don't know if that's a thing they do now, but I don't know what it is. I hope it's a goddamn mermaid. I hope so, too. And those videos are so promising to me because... I saw the video and then I went to Twitter and I was like, mermaid, nothing came up. And then I was like, YouTube, mermaid. And like, I couldn't find the video. So it's like one of these deep cut, like hidden on Twitter. Someone casually is just like, hey, look at this crazy shit that I found. That is, to me, is like mind blowing. Oh, it gives yeah. it more credibility. And the fact that it's not me. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So Aaron Sagers had posted it on Twitter and that's where I found it. I'll see if I can find it and put the actual link to it on the Facebook fan group as well. Um, Speaking of the Facebook fan group, we have that. We have a Facebook, which is just Oddity Files, Instagram, and Twitter. Nick, you. Uh, It's just at Oddity Files. It's that simple. It's like drinking coffee. Exactly. And the TikTok. And another thing I liked about that video is way longer than you can fit on TikTok. And there was no little TikTok symbol in the corner. So, yeah, that's where you find us. That's where you might find mermaid videos. Perfect. Like legit mermaid videos. Anything interesting yeah. uh, paranormal that you saw last week at all, Nick? I feel like that was the big the big thing that jumped out at me was the was the mermaid situation. I, I feel like I saw something, but this whole weekend has been a blur. Last week was a blur. So the mermaid video is the, the most prominent thing on my mind currently. Well, at least it stuck out. Like for you, like it did for me. So yay, yeah, we're on the same. Page, I love it. Sir. Yeah, it's always I love the different stuff. Yeah, I like the videos because what do I always say? Everybody's walking around with a video camera in their pocket, hand, or wherever they keep it. Why are there not more videos? Yeah. So yeah, I'll like I said, I'll find that video, and it it goes on for a while, and she's like looking at the car next to her, and she's like these fucking people don't see it. And then she goes back, she goes, that's a fucking mermaid. She says fucking mermaid a million times. So that is the fucking mermaid video. Yeah. One million percent. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of videos, I did I did just remember, uh, for those who listened last week, I did watch the movie that I got at the Bigfoot <gasps> Museum. And? And after years of searching, like searching for the goddamn Sasquatch, I found the movie. <laughs> I found it. And I it own it in? now. Yes. It's it. Oh, thank Sasquatch. Yay. That's amazing. I, I love it so much. Yeah. I I can't I can't believe it. I, I'm like baffled because I've been searching for this for years because it like messed me up when I was because I saw it. It was on TV on around Halloween. I was in like mm-hmm. middle school-ish when I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is scary. Cujo did that to me. Yeah, it's just like it's the random things. I'm like watching it now. It's like pretty. It's pretty well done, but it's also like real stupid because the guy <laughs> opened like Bigfoot breaks his arm in the window and he's like da da da. She's like ah, get the gun, and then the guy gets a gun and then he walks to the door that opens the door and again the Bigfoot's just standing there and it freeze frames and zooms in and then the narrator comes back in and he's like and at that moment Bigfoot stared the man down. And I was just like this is fucking ridiculous, but uh. But so cheesy good. Yeah. Yeah, I I questioned it for a second. I'm like, I don't know if this is it, but it feels like it it's it. And then I did some searching on like the movie and where it came from and whether it was, you know, big and popular in the 70s and it was. It was a big at the very peak of like 
the creature, the, the B-horror movie in the 70s, this was the answer to that because it was like a documentary. Um, oh, I love it. The, the, yeah. Like the original found footage. Yes, exactly. Or was so, it actors recreating what other people's had witnessed? It was actors recreating, and it talks about like Loch Ness Monster and UFOs, but it's mostly a Bigfoot uh, documentary. And I, I literally, on cloud nine, I was like giddy. When I, yeah. when I was like, yes, this is it. I took a chance. <laughs> and what was the name of it again? I know we didn't mention it last week. Yeah, uh, it's called The Mysterious Monsters is what it's called. Awesome. And it was filmed in the 70s. And I'm sure yeah. there are DVDs for sale because you got one. Yeah, there's DVDs on Amazon for like eight bucks. So I highly recommend oh. snagging one. And then if you're at the Bigfoot Museum, they have like a retro flicks edition version of the dvd that looks like a straight up bootleg but i'm i don't care it was also like seven bucks so (laughs) yeah so they just ordered it off amazon in bulk (laughs) yeah yeah probably but uh yeah so hooray yes goals hashtag goals have been achieved sir yep yep check off the bucket list (laughs) hell yeah i love it um Yeah, so I had visitors last week, and a lot of visitors last week. So, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm not real prepared. So, I don't have a whole lot of... Usually, I'm a person like everybody knows. I handwrite the list before every episode. Um, Didn't do that. But as I I was sitting here, (laughs) I'm going to take a picture of my setup here so that I can post it on the Instagram so you guys can see how jank this actually is. So I have my laptop. I've never recorded on my laptop before. A big pillow here, a big pillow here, a big pillow here. And my microphone is here. And I had an extra microphone, so I'm just going to leave it here with a towel wrapped around the back. So it's all the noise deadening that I could possibly think of. (laughs) Chris will be upset when I start putting the tiles, the egg foam looking tiles all over the wall in here. Nah, it'll look great. It'll look like a professional studio. Sure, we'll go with that. Doesn't even matter. (laughs) No, nope. It's all all about what makes you happy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? Barely looked at my phone at all today and that means I'm happy. I've come to that conclusion lately. (laughs) That's all I got. I will say... Ed, I kind of froze out this room before we started. This is our bedroom, by the way. And then it turned off the air. Because if you know anything about RVs, the air conditioning units are really fucking loud. Yes, they are. So now I'm getting a, a little bit of knee sweat going on. So I'm kind of moving around here. Oh, Anywho. shit. <laughs> For the people on Patreon, if you want to see some sweat, now's the time. Yeah, yeah. Hair's uh, up, tucked behind the ears. Frizz. Put an, a little bit of extra glam on the zoom here. Found a, a nice filter that takes the red out of my... <laughs> there's no makeup on, guys. This is the filter of zoom. Listen, I'll turn my fan off and we can like cook together if you want. We can just make it a real hot episode. <laughs> yeah, it was down to 64. And I'm like, oh, that'll hold. But then, see, the part I'm in is one of those slide outs... <laughs> So air's coming in. Oh from the shit! Sides. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, it's going to heat up it real quick. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so I, honestly, <laughs> bottom of my heart, I'm just going to bitch this entire episode. Is what I'm going to do. That's okay. I'm sorry. You're allowed I'll to. Stop now. 
I did want to. You guys in the Facebook group are so sweet. You guys are like reviewing our new episodes the instant they come out. I don't even know how you guys can listen to them that fast before there's reviews up there. Yeah. It's amazing. Just all the shout outs to everybody in that little Facebook group that has become my second, well, third home at this point. I just want to (laughs) say thanks to all you guys. And even if you're not in the Facebook group, thanks to all of you for sharing and retweeting and doing all the stuff and all the things. I do have a book update. I am starting the final chapter. Oh, shit. Yes, but there. So it's weird chapters. I'm sure once it gets to the publishers, they'll be like, "Oh, you know what? There's going to be 75 chapters." Right now, I have three, so I am two thirds done. Nice. A little over. Heck yes, I'm ready. I can't wait. I am too. And Susan Layton, who is an avid listener, gave me some advice about writing. She said, "Just write it." Don't don't go back and check it and because you'll just get constantly stuck in the going back and rewide, rewriting. But I have a feeling she isn't quite the typo queen I am. So after it's done, I've got to go back and make sure it makes sense. Because sometimes autocorrect puts a wrong word in and I'm like, what the fuck was that supposed to say? Oh, yeah. Well, so, I think yeah. that's the fun of it. It's like <laughs> writing is is uh, writing is like looking for Bigfoot. It's all about exploration. It's all about. Yeah. Trying to find and that's the thing. Like I have I have literally like had ideas that I've written into a script and I'm like I get to like the eightieth page, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened in the last eighty pages to get to an ending because I don't even I didn't even read any of it. But that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah, you just get it out and then you can read through and be like, Well, this makes no sense and then you make it make sense. Well, fortunately for me, since I'm not writing fiction and I'm writing about my experiences that have all been videotaped and turned into episodes so I can refer back and then give my thoughts on what was what I was what was going on in my head like when I saw the the sh- the light come around the corner at Bobby Mackey's and when I couldn't speak what was I actually thinking at that time that kind of stuff so oh, that's amazing you're like adapting I, episodes of the audio oddity files like that's pretty amazing pretty much that's what I told him I was going to write about my most prolific investigations and fortunately they were all filmed <laughs> and turned into episodes so there you go I'm cheating easy <laughs> totally no you're not you're, te- you're telling your story I guess. Maybe I should take all the... You can't cheat if you lived it. True. Very true. Okay. (laughs) So, don't forget about our rate and review contest. You guys are amazing. We have a couple entries in this month, which is good, because the last few months, I haven't really pushed it. We haven't really gotten any submissions or reviews. So, guys, head to Apple Podcasts or wherever (laughs) you can review either the Oddity Files TV show or... Or the Oddity Files podcast and leave a review. Screen grab it, email it to me over at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com, and we'll put you in a drawing for some really cool stickers. That's all it is. It's stickers, but they're really cool Oddity Files stickers. And I send it in this cute little card that's got Sasquatch on the front with a huge moon behind him. So. And I thank you profusely for being a listener. But if you want that amazing package that I just described for $0, rate and review 
either the podcast or the TV show, screen grab it, send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. I have covered everything that I was supposed to, I believe, without notes. Yeah, that's... No, I didn't. No. Damn it. Patreon. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of... Patreon. We did, but then we got sidetracked. We were talking about, like, body sweat. It's fine. Oh, I do have something else to talk about, too, (laughs) that's not related to stuff I have to talk about. It's all coming back to me, Nick. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, we have a Patreon page, and I've been regularly updating videos. Today, I threw up, which is Monday, you guys will hear this on Friday, I threw up a deleted scene from the Bobby Mackey's episode. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's pretty fucking funny. So, <laughs> and f- last Friday, I put up a video of me unboxing Annette, my alleged haunted doll that I told you about last week. So, if you want to see that shit, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Oddity Files. Join. You can see the videos if you subscribe $5 or more a month. But, what I thought of while I was spewing all that out, Doll's Not Haunted. (laughs) Oh, damn. Damn. The only thing weird, and I haven't investigated it, like with equipment because I don't do that in my house Um, the dogs bark at it but I think dogs bark at a face that's new on their mom's bottom shelf don't you I mean maybe like I don't know I that's a tough one Uh, like dogs are weird (laughs) yeah especially my dogs (laughs) yeah like my dog just started barking. My dog is over well over a year old. And he just started barking when the phone rings. Never been a thing before. Oh, just fun. started doing yeah. it. So good times. Hooray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that'll happen right here at some point as well. So when we get back home, we'll see what they do. Yeah. So like a doll, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I and the same day that and it's only Venus. It's only the baby puppy. And the same day that she had done that, I was like, oh, maybe I should get this out of here. Um, I saw a video in another paranormal group I found where a lady's dog was doing the same thing. And somebody replied that dogs always bark at dolls because they don't know what it is. It looks like a human, but it's so tiny. Like if they've never seen one before, because it has a face, they're like, something's not right here. And they had never seen a baby doll before. Oh, wow. Look at this. I've learned two things today already. (laughs) Oh, just this wait till you hear my story. Perfect. I Listen, I like being educated because I know I'm rotting my brain away watching movies and TV all damn day. Same. Um, <laughs> do you know who goes first, speaking of stories? I have no idea. Well, at all. I did the museum and you did the black cats last week. I think you went first. Yes, you did. Look at yeah, me figuring shit out. Okay. I can't remember. I, it, do we... Do we do it in order of the Instagram post? Because I think the Instagram post, the museum stuff was first, but I don't, I don't remember. When I write the Instagram post, it's usually just me spewing shit out of my head. Perfect. (laughs) I I don't know. We're really killing it. (laughs) We are. We are in the game. One million percent. No, not at all. Okay. I'll just go first. How's that sound? Sweet. Okay. Cool. The heading says, Oddity File Story 
episode 92. Anyway, <laughs> um, just trying to kill some time here. Jim likes okay. the episodes to be right around an hour. I'm just trying to keep it around an hour. Jim. <laughs> okay. So my friend Katie 51 tagged me in this on the site. I fucking love science which is one of my all-time favorite follows in the world on all the socials, except I didn't see this story, so thank God she tagged me in it. And this story is about the Lake Neos? Oh, God, I didn't even think about how to pronounce it. N-Y-O-S. Nios? Yeah, I mean... Uh, Nios. Yeah, Nios. Nios. Okay. Or so, Neos, I don't know. I like Nios better. Sure. Uh, we'll it call sounds it. less Matrixy. <laughs> Neos. <laughs> okay, and this story is about the Lake Nios incident, and that story goes a little something like this. Lake Nios is in Cameroon, Africa. I'm so used to my my screen being so far away, I'm like leaning in for the mic, but I can't see, so I'm going to have to pull out the glasses, guys. Okay, let's oh, start that part damn. <laughs> Lake Nios in a cam in Cameroon, Africa, at a glance, is pretty unimpressive and silent. It's a crater lake, meaning that the water there poured in long after the incredibly explosive volcanic eruption that forged it went silent four centuries or so ago. The lake is nothing particularly special, but the view from the top, elevated high above the surrounding oh, this is a paste and cut, Ver Viridian, <laughs> yep, that's what it is, is certainly spectacular. <laughs> this beauty betrays a grim story because on August 21st, 1986, that very same lake, one of the most bizarre natural disasters in history, unfolded overnight. And 1,746 people and thousands of cattle living nearby died within moments. When they were found, there weren't any immediately obvious physical signs of damage or distress. There were around 800 survivors when all was said and done, many of which suffered from vomiting and diarrhea. You know it's a good story when you can say diarrhea. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. How frequently does that happen? I feel like that's a rare thing. That's... I feel like it's the first time, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah. I I mean, I got nothing. I got <laughs> okay. Just wanted to see what you had. I was you like had going. Nothing. I'm like. I appreciate that. Like taking the <laughs> word. I'm like, all right, diarrhea. What can you do with diarrhea? And, oh, I got, no, I can't do anything with diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving on from the diarrhea. <laughs> the following morning, I'm sure the di diarrhea had stopped by then, or maybe it was just starting. I'm not sure. The normally <laughs> crystal blue lake had turned a dull red. The lake's sole outlet, a waterfall cascading down from a low spot in the shore, the falls were uncharacteristically dry. Many blamed a malevolent spirit. Some blamed a curse on the land. A few blamed the government, which that's where I would have went. And a few more blamed <laughs> chemical warfare. So let's talk more about the spirit. I mean, it's oddity files. That's where I'm going to go. Folktales include haunted lakes that will explode or drown people. But this is the one that stuck. It was said 
for generations that the springs on the shore of Lake Nyos, that's what I decided, right? Yes. Okay. Were haunted by a spirit that would kill any living creature that would come near the springs. As soon as a small animal, like a toad or a bird, approaches the water near these springs, they just drop dead, because humans wouldn't dare anger the spirit who guards the springs. And stories were that this spirit was angered by humans trying to disrupt him, and he killed everyone he could for as far as he could reach. These stories were told in great detail for about one year. And about that time, Geologists discovered the real cause for the colossal killings. Just where natives said that the spirit had started it all, had resided. Lake Nyos sits above an active volcanic system. One whose magmatic reservoirs contain plenty of carbon dioxide. This isn't, I guess, an unusual thing at all. There are actually lakes all over that have the same problem. And as carbon dioxide is a common feature of plenty of magmatic systems. Near the surface, the magma experiences less confining pressure. So the carbon dioxide escapes from the partially molten mass, forms bubbles, gets into the subterrain, geothermal fluids, and seeps to the surface. So if there's a lake there, then the gas seeps into the sediment under the lake. Over time, this gas should leak out of the water and escape into the atmosphere without causing any problems. But Lake Neos, however, is different. It has both a vast volume of water and incredibly still waters. The water pressure ensures that it's ensures that the gas remains dissolved within the lake and a strongly defined layer of CO2 enriched fluid was allowed to accumulate for several centuries without being disturbed by any wave of action. Each unit of water had five times the amount of carbon dioxide dissolved within it. I know this is a lot of sciencey stuff, but it's, it's really cool how this built up and killed a bunch of people. I guess it's not cool. Okay. No, I, yeah, exactly. It's it's terrible, but I was I'm reading the story going, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Um so uh the trigger for what happened next is still up for debate. It was either caused by a landslide down into the layer or a sudden release of fresh carbon dioxide. The outcome, however, was assured either way. The natural soda can no, the natural soda cans cap was broken. So I love that uh, reference. So it's like, you know, if you shake up a can of soda, you pop the lid, somehow it got an opening and all this stuff. So here's what it said happened. Uh, the stratification broke down. The gas exolved extremely quickly and was unleashed in mass. All 1.2 kilometers or 0.3 cubic miles of it That's a fuck ton. A colossal blast occurred, causing the water to shoot skyward and outwards hundreds of meters. It formed a mist with water vapor lingering in the air, and it blanketed villages as far as 15 and a half miles away. Jeez. I know. Entire villages were wiped up. Nope. 
wiped up. Hmm? I've been cleaning a lot, can you tell? Um, Entire villages were wiped out. Plenty of those napping on the floor died in the same rooms as those who were standing initially without them even realizing that the ones lower to the ground had already died by the time it hit them. And as a result of this horrific incident, authorities have now installed a degassing system in the lake, as well as a solar-powered warning system. I mean, it's probably too late for that. (laughs) Well, I mean, seriously. I mean, if they know other lakes have the same problem, I'm just fix the world. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) So... A repeat of this natural disaster is now unlikely at that lake. There are several other lakes. They said this may happen as well. I'm just saying, hook those fuckers up to that same system so we don't kill any more people. But while this isn't my usual scare the pants off you with a cryptid or ghost story, it's the real stuff like this that keeps this bitch up at night that gives me anxiety attacks and now gives me the perfect reason not to live on a volcano crater lake. And I advise you to do the same. It's still fucking scary. It just doesn't have to do with ghosts or the paranormal. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, it's still it's still terrifying. I like the perspective of like it potentially being having to do with the paranormal and like this spirit that's super malevolent. Like, I'm gonna kill all these people. But the ones I can't reach, I'm just going to give them really bad diary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the poop ghost. He's got a name because I couldn't find the name for this malevolent spirit. But now he's called poop ghost. Yeah. I feel like he earned the earned the time. Or he's like, or it's like a generational thing where like he's the new, he is stepping in for like the the ghost who's retired and, and, and earned his keep in the spirit realm. And he's like not really sure of his powers yet. He's like, I'm going to kill everybody. And then he just like kills X amount. 15 miles. And then everyone else has diarrhea. (laughs) Exactly. But you think about it. If this happened in the 1800s, it would have been a ghost or a witch or a demon that did this. Oh, yeah. What year was it? But in the 80s, we had scientists. Scientists. 86, I think it was. Yeah. Also, very serious question. When you were writing this, did you notice words like fluid, degassing, colossal, colossal burst, and wiped out, uh, and realize that they were all very aggressive diarrhea puns? <laughs> I did not until just this moment, Nick. Thanks so much for pointing that out. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, yeah, the 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 12-year-old in me was like, every time you were saying, like, colossal burst, and like fluid explosion i was like oh shit like like when you pop a can and all the air comes out yeah just like that (laughs) oh my god i love it oh my god i love it i i feel like i learned a lot today Uh, you know i tried well not the beginning this one i was really trying to like teach not really. I just really like the story, and that kind of shit scares the shit out of me. And I thought you all should know I'm an anxiety-ridden bitch. <laughs> should probably it makes seek me help. think twice. I, 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 I uh, kayaked on a. Um, uh, it wasn't an active volcano, but it was like a crater, and there was a volcano that was inactive, but it's a whole lake uh, in New Zealand that I kayaked on. Just, so just like that one. If I would have known this story, I probably would have been like, get me out of that town. 
I don't want to die. <laughs> get me 16 miles away. Stat. Yes. Yeah, I just want to be right above the line. But yeah, someone else stand exactly. on the... Someone else be a mile away so you can tell me about your experience. <laughs> and if oh, you get diarrhea that's, or not. That's, that's messed up. <laughs> oh, Lord. It was interesting. And it had the paranormal twist. And it was completely outside my comfort zone. So if you hate it, drop me a line. Kitsy at oddityfiles.com. <laughs> what a great uh, educational episode. It was like Bill Nye the Science Guy on steroids. I liked it. That's the name of this episode. Bill Nye the Science Guy on steroids. Well done, <laughs> sir. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning, it's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Guys, have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep. I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house, or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. Oh, okay. Well, so this week... I want to do something a little bit different, and uh, so I decided, I mean, I I had it planned a couple days ago. I planned it in advance uh, at shows, and so I wanted to... Better than I did. Oh, Katie tagged me in this. Here's my story. I wrote it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I had had two days ago, so as uh, a few of you who are in the Facebook group know, um, I jumped into the Facebook group. Uh, I'm normally pretty elusive in there. I like to comment on stuff here and there, but I, I posted asking uh, a few of you to share a past experience with the paranormal or uh, something you couldn't explain. 
And I was so excited, one, to see you post, and two, completely intrigued. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, so there there are two stories that really jumped out at me because of their similarities, and I didn't I didn't get permission, so to speak. I mean, you're in the group, so like Yeah. I, I you, that's permission enough. Yeah. I, I wanna say your names, but like I'm gonna leave them out, and if you're cool with it, then we'll like post later. I don't know. Should I say their name? I think you're okay. Okay. I'll just say I'll just say first name. So they get a the shout Perfect. out. Perfect. Perfect. And then yeah. that way. Because uh, these, I mean, some of these stories are personal about childhood and things, but there are two in particular. And what I'm going to do is they're short, but I want to read the story because they are connected. And then, okay. Kitsy, I just have a couple questions from an investigative standpoint um, that I want to ask you and then see if there's something that's tying these two stories together. So I'll read one, ask you a couple quick questions, Shit. and we'll talk. And then I'll read a second I'll get one. Tests later. It'll be fun. They're very short. They're very very short, but okay. they were they're very interesting. How much because, of this is my grade? Uh, all of it. Oh. <laughs> okay. No pressure. <laughs> so this story comes from David. Uh, he posted first uh, in the group, and this story goes like this. It's very short, but it's very it is effective. Um, He says, when I was seven or eight years old, I awoke in the middle of the night. Don't remember why, but I felt the urge to look out the window in my bedroom. We had a streetlight at the end of our alley. I recall seeing very clearly a man dressed in black with a hat standing in the center of our backyard looking up at me. His face was obscured by the hat and the shadows from the streetlight behind him. Needless to say, I went straight back to my bed and pulled the covers over my head. I never saw him again. But to be fair, I don't think I ever looked out my window in the middle of the night either. No, I would not have either. Yes. That so, was me as a kid. I'd explain it off and go, ah, okay, didn't happen. Not going to look and see if it does again. Be like, cool, I don't ever want to see it. So I'm not going to look now and then I probably won't see it again. Um, so quick connection of these stories. So I, I wasn't seven or eight, but I had a very similar experience. And I, and I responded to David and told him, when I was, uh, I, I got a job in a movie theater and I worked really late shifts. It was like two, three in the morning. I'd come home sometimes three, four in the morning. And on our, on our road, there was a, th- a three-way stop sign in our house when I was in, in high school was right at the three-way stop sign. So I stopped to turn into the house and down the road we had streetlights, but they were very like specific to an area. So it was like one streetlight on the right, one streetlight on the left, one streetlight on the le- mm-hmm. right, one streetlight on the left. And I was driving one night and looked and like three streetlights up the street, there was this like, it was like standing real weird and it kind of looked like a person, but like one arm was longer than the other and he was like kind of bent over and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm tired, I'm seeing things. So I pulled mm-hmm. in. And said, you know, like, fuck it, whatever, that nothing's there. Went to work the next night, came home at like three or four in the morning. Uh, and this happened like two, three nights in a row. But each night he was getting, he, it thing was getting closer in the streetlights. Okay. Which was weird. So he was like just out of the direct light working his way into the direct light. Yeah. And so one final night turned in. Um uh, And then I was like, I'm going to walk to the edge of my driveway, look to the left, and see where this thing is. So I parked, slowly walked to the edge of the driveway, looked out, and 
saw the figure just standing there, but like it wasn't static. It looked like its shoulders were moving up and down, like okay. almost like breathing heavily. And we kind of had like a stare off, and then he, it thing decided to walk quite briskly directly towards me. Oh, fuck. And I freaked out, ran inside, locked the door, closed the garage like it was like a horror movie. I'm like, I'm like, close, close, close. Go inside, get in bed, go to bed. Never saw it again. So. Huh. Uh, and I did mention, David, that I had a similar experience. So I'm curious, from a paranormal investigative standpoint, first question for you, Do you have you experienced anything in stories, in research, in anything of someone being in a place and then there being a figure or a spirit or something being in the distance observing the person i actually have i don't really? know where i read it um if it was i don't think it was a listener story sent in but every once in a while i'll read paranormal books and god if if this is a listener story i'm sorry i don't remember who sent it in but it was it was them seeing themselves from the future Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not even kidding. So he had gone past it like twice and didn't really think a lot about it. it. He had seen it by himself and it was two people under the street light. And then he only saw it like driving by like you did. So he only saw it from the one side. And the way the light was hitting it, he couldn't see any faces. He couldn't see any features. He just saw two men. So he came upon the light. So he and his brother are standing under it. And he saw a car drive by with him driving it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, again, kind of a glitch in the Matrix. Um dimensions crossing over i don't know I yeah mean, so that i did mean did you that, see any features on your guy i didn't see any features it was very disproportionate um but again like you know with mine with my experience it was like a disproportionate thing but with david's experience it was a man dressed in black with a hat obscuring his face so it's like yeah it's very glitch in the matrix thing so that leads me to my next question is in the paranormal world, there are conductors, and conductors essentially are ways that allow you to see. So, like, a perfect example is, like, a mirror. So, sometimes there are people who experience things in a mirror, like it's a conductor for seeing things. So, I don't know this personally, but have you heard of or also had any experiences with streetlights being a conductor for paranormal activity? I haven't. But now, I with these three stories together, I think it's worth looking into. Yeah. I'm very curious. Wow. I There was a story told on this podcast. I don't know if it was me or Clayton who told it, but about a little alien that would just pop up under a streetlight. Oh, shit. Those are the only four stories I know about streetlights. So maybe it's a dimensional thing yeah it, it's so fascinating because that's why like the, the david's story i mean it stood out for two reasons and is connected to this other story um from for the from the child perspective so from the child perspective it's very interesting because we're our minds are more open to seeing things and having interactions and stuff so it was interesting for that aspect 
and connected to the second story in that aspect. But then it was like, well, I had a, an experience when I was older with a streetlight. So then there's that connection that's yeah. It's like, is that like an interdimensional thing? Like are streetlights potentially this paranormal thing that we've been ignoring this entire time? Like maybe that's what aliens are stopping on Earth for is to put a few streetlights here and there that are portals. I mean, it's a theory, but it kind of makes sense. It it, it they're. Streetlights have always been like fascinating from an architecture, architectural and like technological standpoint, how oh, they're yeah. designed and when they come on and off. And I know that it's all very easily explained, but I've always been fascinated. So the fact that there might be some paranormal ties to streetlights like yeah. just blows my mind. So I know I'm not going to mention any names, but I know somebody who is one of the most amazing people I've met doing my day job. And she she is so in tune with whatever else is out there that nobody else is in tune with. She told me a story where when she walks under streetlights, they turn off over her. She walks in the next one. It turns off. The other one's going back on all the way down the street. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Who Who really knows? I mean... If spirits can pull the energy out of a light bulb, can they manifest from that energy? And those are some fucking light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's an energy thing. There's there You have like the electromagnetic energy that is sort of like always moving in the space. But then you have the energy that spirits can emit where they can like manipulate radio signals. And they can, you know, radio signals and frequencies and lighting by... And, and the story from a few podcasts ago about uh, the experience in that house where the lights, like, the spirits were there and then the lights flash, 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 and then they were gone. Like, they were manipulating the yeah. lighting. So, mm-hmm. I definitely something, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I want to dig into more of that. It's so interesting. And I, and, and uh, thanks to David for, for sharing that specific story. Yeah. It's got my mind yeah. running like That's crazy. That's awesome. And so, I mean, yeah. like my mind is going nuts right now. I mean, I'm trying to come up with every streetlight story I've ever heard, but I think those three are it. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think it boils down to energy. Finish your story. I'm sorry. My mind's just reeling. It's crazy. I'm excited. So if anyone else, if any, before I jump into the, the last uh, piece of the story or the last story piece to my story, um, if any listeners have any experiences with, with streetlights or have heard friends tell stories or have read things online, like please put them on the Facebook page, Instagram, yes. tweet, email, all of the things because all the things. this is a new journey for Kitsy and I. We're going to, we're going to make some sort of connection here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then this last story um, that is kind of in relation with David's uh, comes from Matthew in the Facebook group. And it goes a little something like this, and you'll notice right away what the uh, connecting dot is with the two. Um, My grandmother's house when I was a child is where the story begins. Uh, And the way that he he writes this is is such a direct, vivid recall which immediately oh yeah i mean the way and and i'll read it exactly how he wrote it because it's just it's perfect my grandmother's house when i was a child upstairs back bedroom most people who slept in this room 
had this experience, including myself. Waking up to the sound of footsteps on the stairs. Steps were carpeted. Footsteps were on bare wood. Steps crossing the hallway. Bedroom door unlocked and door gently opened. No. No. Yeah, that is the 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 very matter of fact like this period this period this was matt was matt matthew i don't want to i don't want to like first name basis call him matt when he's matthew on facebook um but it's it's so vivid like that is yeah. a very clear thing um and I responded, and then he responded, and this is when I want to turn it over to a couple questions for you, Kitsy. He said, it was scary AF, but was sort of a rite of passage in the family. There oh. was also a nook in the basement that had been a shower that cold air would rush out from. It was much more disturbing than the upstairs spirit. Very dark energy feel. Ew. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. um... So first question for you, because you have investigated so many places and what some people, what a lot of people, what a lot of people seem to forget is when they're watching these, these paranormal investigations happen, um, or they're, you know, watching these travel channel shows and things like that. What they seem to forget is that these are functioning places. These are homes. These are, these are museums. These are restaurants. These are op, you know, these are up and running. They're operating things. Yeah. So like with what Matt said, where he said it was it was scary, but it was a rite of passage. I, I mean, did a lot of people who you interacted with when you were doing your investigations was it just sort of like a nonchalant, like ah yeah they're here, but this is we live with it sort of thing? Um, yeah, because uh, a lot of places where we get some of the best activity is that's what they they're a museum. But they are also open for investigations at night. So these people that are working the museum completely understand what's going on there. And I'm sure they love to send the new guy in first when they know that when you're in Mar I'm thinking right now in my head, Octagon Hall. Um, you know that when you send him up to Mary Elizabeth's room and he's talking to somebody, that all of a sudden the lights will turn off on their own when Mary Elizabeth wants <laughs> you to leave. Could you imagine being like, oh, I just got my first job as a museum. What is it? Docent? Is that what they're called? Docent? Something like that. Yeah. And you have to go up to sweet little Mary Elizabeth's pink little room with baby dolls all over it and toys on the bed. And you're giving the tour and all of a sudden the lights go out on you. I, 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 it happened to me. Not going to lie. I wasn't, I mean, I was getting the tour of the place from, for a haunted tour, you know, before we had the place to ourselves at the night, filming it, everything. And, the guy's telling me about Mary Elizabeth and in the middle of it, the lights just turn off. And I, I look at him, I go, is that on a timer? He goes, no. I said, are you sure that's not on a timer? He goes, no. And he wasn't the head guy. So the next day I emailed the head guy he, to ask him if it was on a timer. And he said, no. So, and then we went back um, for season three and investigated there and it didn't happen. So, I guess it wasn't on a timer. Well, it's and it's so fascinating to hear, like, you know, to hear that story from you, or to hear Matt Matthew <laughs> describe it being a rite of passage. So, with with 
like like Matt described with the rite of passage within his family, and like you described witnessing it through uh, the lens of like these places and staff and things. Have you ever been aware of a situation that is that there is a paranormal entity present that you have kind of roped someone in as a rite of passage? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, poor Clayton. <laughs> um, it, it, this is the one that comes to mind where Carter wasn't even on it, in on it at the time. But Clayton, just something was fucking with him that night in this huge, like, it was like a dance hall, like, Legion place back in the day. <laughs> And Clayton gets uneasy a little faster than Cl Carter and I do. And um, and Carter and I had gone off to see where a noise had come from or where a light had come from because he followed me with the camera. And Clayton was over there doing, you know, the, the camera selfie, doing his thing over there. And he started freaking out. And I grabbed, because Carter was still walking. I, I'd stopped. I grabbed Carter. I said, now wait. This is going to get good, and it's going to make great TV. Just let him be. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I cut out my saying that at the time. <laughs> he got, Clayton got super sassy. It was fucking TV gold. Oh, so, yeah, my God. Uh, that's only one time. It's, that's the <laughs> one, of, one of probably many. Yeah. Uh, and then the last question I have for you about this, which was really interesting, is because uh, Matt, Matthew, I'm going to call him both. <laughs> um, well, he's our friend Matt. Yeah, he's our friend Matt. He's our friend yeah. Matt. Um, so he, he said one, and then he, when he came back uh, responding to me when I was like, no, this is crazy, and he talked about the very dark energy feel that was different from the upstairs spirit. I mean, is that sort of... Is there kind of a commonality there where there is sort of a uh, the rite of passage spirit upstairs or in one room of the house? And then there's another one that's sort of like brewing somewhere else in the house. And is oh, there yeah. ever a clash like in the paranormal investigative world? I don't. I hope not, first and foremost. Yeah. And I don't know why they're always separated. That's something I want to know. It's like, why does creepy guy have to be in the basement Whereas light and fluffy spirit is on the third floor and on the middle floor, there's nothing, you know, why does that happen like that? And, um, there's a specific place. It's actually not far from my house called whispers estate where there was one closet that had the creepiest fucking vibes in it. We had our spirit medium friend with us, Molly O'Connelly, and sh she wouldn't, she didn't even want to stay in that room. But it was just in the closet. Why does that happen? And then downstairs, you've got the sweet, innocent ghost who burned in a fire. You know, I right. that's one thing I want to know. That These are answers. I want answers. But then you have some places where they can go wherever. Right, which is, yeah, no, it's so, like, it is interesting where, like, they will travel around the, around the house. Or, then you, or you have ones, like, in, in Matt's house, in Matt's grandmother's house, where it was, like, upstairs... You know, rite of passage, creepy footsteps, and then downstairs it was like disturbing, dark energy felt this here. Where is that disconnect there? It, yeah, it's 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 interesting right. to me. 
what draws the line? Why can't they pass is what I don't understand. And then you've got Anna from Culbertson, who was all over the house talking to us. No, actually, it was rooms all over uh, on the main floor. But then she left with me. How how do they do that? Why was she only on the top yeah. floor when she was at the house? But she, I don't, I don't, these are, there should be a rule book, the handbook for yeah. the recently deceased written to tell us living what's going on. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I think, and I think the biggest thing, and I, and I like, we didn't rehearse this. We didn't, I like, I told you I was going to throw some stuff at you, but you had no context. Yeah. But what's interesting and what I kind of want to remind everybody is like sometimes your stories do not have answers or endings or explanations. They can just be experiences that's just like this is the thing that happened in great detail. And that's the stuff that we love to read and love to pick apart because we can ask questions for you and, Mm -hmm. you know, show that even if you have like experience or you've read countless stories or you've done paranormal investigations, it's all just sort of a a free for all of like, there really is no definitive scientific answer. You're just sharing your experience. And the more we share them, the closer we can get to figuring out streetlight connections and spirit realm connections and shit like that. So uh, I want to thank Matt and David for, for jumping in and, and, contributing to my super sneaky post. Well, I want to thank you for doing this super sneaky, totally awesome story. <laughs> Figured I'd mix it up. I know we we ran long this episode, but I it was it, it I was like this will be fun. <laughs> no, I'd rather r- run long than short any day and I was terrified we were going to run to short. So, and we didn't run that long. So, I've got a quick story to read to take this Full circle, if you will, because I felt like we haven't gone there yet this episode. This was sent by Julie, and it's called Glitch in the Matrix Story. Oh, my God. I was... I was like, this is either going to be, like, a diarrhea poop story or, like, a Matrix story. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it wasn't diarrhea poop. Oh, could you imagine? (laughs) Julie, thank you for making this a Matrix. So, guys, have you heard of ParaboxMonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code OddityFiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code OddityFiles. Check it out. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. 
Now, I'm not kidding. I found soul drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files one word in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. So Julie says, I have a quick glitch in the Matrix story that happened to me a couple years ago. My husband works second shift at a local hospital. When he gets out of work, he sends me a text message letting me know that he's on his way home. It usually takes him about 20 minutes to get home. But one night I was snuggled up in bed with the dog listening to a podcast. It's okay. You can tell us it's this podcast. We appreciate you. (laughs) And she goes on to say, my hubby texted me at about 11 p.m. letting me know that he was on his way. I went back to my podcast and about 20 minutes later, I heard the lock on our front door beep. It's an electronic keypad that unlocks with a numeric code. The door squeak open. Yes, it's a very squeaky door, she adds. And my hubby yell out, hello. The dog immediately jumps off the bed and runs out to greet him. And I get up too and go out to say hello only to find the living room empty, the motion detector on our front porch dark, and no car in the driveway. Confused, I I made my way back to the bedroom to grab my phone and call the hubs, only to find out he got caught in some traffic on the way home and was still about four or five minutes away. I know it really wasn't my imagination because the dog heard it too. Still scratching my head about it. Whoa. That's... I mean, I like that she very directly was like, ah, it's a glitch in the Matrix. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, oh, my God, I got to check on my husband. It could be his ghost. That's where I would have went with it. I mean, we, we all know now I have anxiety. So, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like I like the way that she thinks it's like, hey, this potentially paranormal thing that happened happened. But it was just a it's just a glitch in the Matrix. It's fine. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love it. And getting back to what Nick was saying before I read this, read this amazing story by Julie. Thank you. Send us all your stories. You guys, this is, this was fun. How we kind of got the listeners involved. Now I've got to put my thinking cap on and come up with something as amazing as that was Nick and not just rewrite a science story. I read the morning of the podcast. No, God I damn think- it. I got to bring my A game. I think the more that we have, like, all that stuff, it's like we're building a database of all these experiences and shit. So, like, it's cool yeah. that we're pulling it all together and we're picking it yeah. all apart and we're comparing and contrasting and doing science stuff, you know? We need a wiki page of somebody to go make a Wikipedia yes. page and start comparing notes from what we talk about and what the listeners are sending in. Oh, I don't have time for it. So somebody else is going to have to do it, but that would be cool. We need a, hmm. 
one would say we need oddity files. Oh, I see what you did there. And I think we're going to end it on that, Nick. Woo, woo. <laughs> I'm Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> and I'm Nick Floyd. Weird is the new cool. And ghost on. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.